film of the year guys but did i see it for robert pattinson absolutely (laughs) christopher nolan when he sees time does it come in backwards (laughs) and welcome today's to today's episode of aspect radio we hope you suffer through this long episode all right hello everybody uh today we're gonna be talking about uh, our views on Tenet separately, so here's my views on it. Well, first of all, uh, I was really glad to be back in theaters. Me and Maggie did go see this in theaters on Saturday, and it was, uh, honestly, it was a good return. It was a good return to form. I'm glad that this was the first movie that I saw. Uh, well, just to get straight into it, I I mean, what can I say about it? It's a, it's a fantastic film. Uh, Tenet was really, really something special. Uh, you know, I, I haven't really seen any Christopher Nolan films before this. I've seen bits and pieces of Inception, but uh, it, Tenet blows that out of the water from what I could tell. It it just it, – it was, it was more of an experience rather than a film, and I can't really put it in any other way other than, other than that. It was an experience. And, well, I guess the reason for it was that it just – it never left the viewer hanging is what I would say. You felt like you were in the movie – and that you were riding along with the characters. And it was just such a good experience. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Psych, bitch! This movie fucking blows hot ass. Oh my god, it was terrible. Ugh! I can't understand why somebody would like this movie. It was so god-awful. And I'm not joking. Like, that first minute and a half, that was that was a joke. This movie is so terrible i can't even explain let's let's start out with the plot all right let's just let's go through each and every reason why i hate this movie and it's a lot there are a lot of reasons why i don't like this movie at all first of all let's go with the plot so in the advertising for this movie there's been a lot of there's this gimmick it's like objects reversing in time like like you're playing a reverse of like a VHS tape, like things going backwards in time. And you're like, oh, okay, that seems cool. Like maybe that will be like an integral part of the story. No. No, not really. It's it's a gimmick. It's nothing other than a gimmick. Absolutely. It's barely explained. Literally in the beginning of the movie, when they try to explain it, the, the scientist who is explaining it says, don't try to understand it, just feel it. Which... First of all, is a terrible thing to say because we're the audience. We can't feel it. And if you're trying to 
make us feel it through the protagonist. Well, that was an absolute shot in the dark because the protagonist is a cardboard cutout. Because we never even learn his name. He's literally credited as the protagonist. And it's oh, it's so bad. Anyways, so yeah, the plot. The plot. So from the advertisements, you're like, oh, okay, this is like a time, like a time manipulating based movie. And it's like, yeah, I guess. But it's never important. Because I want to say after the 20 minute mark, I had no idea what was going on. And up until the end of the movie, I knew nothing. Absolutely nothing. They never explain anything. I'm sure if I went back and I watched it with subs, I'd catch more. But I shouldn't have to do that. I should not have to go back, rewatch a movie with subs because I have to understand it. And there are movies that do that. They like leave hints and stuff. And but it makes you want to go back. It makes you want to be like, oh okay. Well, I think I missed something there. I want to go back and learn more about it because I'm enriched in the world and I want to be immersed even more into it. I want to know what's happening. No. No, that's not what this movie's like. This movie, it starts out fast and it just it doesn't stop. And that's not a good thing. In some movies it is, if it's done well, like in high action movies where it's just like a popcorn flick, like that's perfectly fine. But this movie, it goes fast, but it doesn't explain itself. It's too fast for its own plot because the plot is way too complicated and convoluted for it to be as faceted as it is. And I'm going to be honest, the dialogue is terrible because there's really – they talk fast. They talk quiet. And the score of the movie is constantly blaring, so you really don't know what they're saying. And that just helps, obviously, way more because it completely hides any plot that you might have picked up from the terrible dialogue. So yeah, I can't give you a plot synopsis because I honestly don't know what the movie was about. So so yeah, the only real plot I could give you is that – it in the ba- basically the entire movie boils down to this: the main character, the protagonist, basically goes around, talks to a few people, gets into a fight, and then rinse and repeat until the movie's over. That happens about four times, and there's really there's nothing connecting each other that I could glean from it. And if there was, it was not shown enough or explained enough. For the audience to understand it. And once it's all over, you don't even care. Like there is no satisfaction in this movie whatsoever because you just don't feel anything. And that's thanks to the characters more than anything because like I said earlier, the protagonist is literally just called protagonist. We never learn his name. We never learn his backstory. And you know that can be done good if you want to have like a mysterious character. But this isn't a mysterious – he's just so stereotypical. He's so not interesting, and he's so just a blank slate. He's literally a cardboard cutout. He's literally just like, oh, he's a badass. It's like, all right, sure. Like there's no explanation for his skills. We don't know what he does for a living. We don't know how he got involved in the the movie. Like he went on a mission apparently in the beginning of the movie and they were like testing him secretly 
And they were like, all right, cool. You can go do this other thing. And then after that, I just lost. I just lost everything that the plot was giving me. And then the other characters in the movie don't help at all. The acting is whatever. The acting is is fine. But you can't – good acting would not save this movie because the editing and the pace is god-awful. Oh, we'll get to the editing later, by the way. Oh, okay. So the other characters. Uh, we got Robert Pattinson, which is really the only other person I recognize. He's in the movie. And he, he's all right. He's there, just like every other actor in this movie. They're there. And like I said before, every single person is a cardboard cutout. And the only person that you really start to glean a semblance of a relationship with is a female character who is a mother trying to get back her son. And I don't know the actors' names. I don't give a fuck because this movie didn't give a fuck. So I don't remember any characters' names. Like it, 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 it just didn't register with me because it was just so poorly put together. But anyways, this mother is basically held hostage by, uh, by her, her like abusive husband. That's never that that's we never really know why. It's because of this weird painting, I guess. I that's never explained. I never got why she was held hostage, and she was like manipulated into staying because he had some painting. I don't know. Anyways, so yeah, she basically goes on a revenge plot to, you know, kind of get back at him for all the years of taking her son away from him and basically making her son not like his mom. And then, but she doesn't even have a character arc. At the beginning, she's like, I don't like my husband. Then by the end, she's like, I still don't like my husband. It's, there's no character development for any, anybody. And the main villain of the story, the husband, he's – I don't know what they were thinking. Like you don't know – again, you don't really know his backstory other than he like found some like plutonium back in like Soviet Russia. Like somehow that ties him into something. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Like every time I say I don't know, it's because the movie just either doesn't care to explain or just does it so terribly that you can't even register what they're trying to explain. And so it's just so odd how terrible this movie is. So, all right. The characters are whatever. The acting is fine, I guess. But again, the any semblance of good acting is hidden under the ten layers of shit that is everything else about this movie. So let's talk about the editing. Uh, it's fucking terrible. I don't think there's a single transition shot other than a cut in this entire film. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I don't remember a single one. It's all extremely quick cuts. And it's all just so jarring. Like I remember one cut that really pissed me off. So the main, the main character was talking to some lady – I don't know her name. I don't know her purpose in the story. I don't know how she fit in. So she's talking with him, with her. I'm sh- he's talking with her on a boat. And it's like, okay, it's like a spy set up. Like she's an informant or something. They're sitting on a boat and they're talking. And then it cuts to them walking down a street. But the conversation just continues where it left off. And it's like, are you kidding me? 
really? You're just going to like what what was wrong with keeping it there? Like you were there for like a minute and a half and you were so close to keeping you know some semblance of scene structure and then suddenly it's just like oh no we're in the street now but the conversation is just where it left off it's like that makes no sense why did they did they just stop talking get off the boat start walking and then continue talking like it makes no sense you're hearing me say that a lot because this movie does not make sense Uh, and that's just one thing there's so many shots in this movie that or cuts in this movie that are just so bizarre and it's just so ugh. It's hard to explain. You have to see it. You have to see it to believe it. It's actually like something you should watch in order to learn how not to edit a movie. <sighs> All right. So, besides the editing, I want to talk about the main gimmick a little bit more. The main selling point of the movie. So basically, the one thing they explained, sort of was the idea of inverted material. Basically how they explained it was it's not it's material that instead of going backwards instead of going forwards in time like every other everything else it goes backwards in time. So it like basically like goes backwards in its motions and everything. And so I'm like okay that's a cool idea. Like that can that could be used pretty efficiently and pretty interestingly like throughout the movie. And they they explain pretty Early on, again, not very well, but whatever. And it's like, okay, so hopefully this is, you know, a, a, a major part of the movie that we get to see a lot of. <sighs> not really. Not really. You see it. You see it plenty of times, but it's just the same exact stuff. Like, it's like, oh, a bullet's going back into the gun. It's like, all right, we already saw that. It's like, oh, it's rocks moving back up after they've been knocked off like a table or something. It's like, okay. And it's like, there's no flair to it. Like, it's literally, the effect is literally just hitting rewind. And that's it. And it's supposed to impress us. It's like, I, it, it's not. I'm sorry. Like, there's nothing impressive about it. And there's nothing cool about it because you didn't take the time to explain it. And you just said, don't try to understand it. It's like, oh, well, okay. Well, then try to make it flashy so we want to understand it. Like, don't just have stuff go backwards. Oh, okay. And that gets me into the final battle of the movie. Battle in high quotes because it really – I don't know what it was. So for some reason, the main, the main bad guy, the husband, he's – Collecting a bomb. I don't know how he knows about the bomb. I don't know where he. I don't know how he knows where the bomb is. I don't know what the bomb is other than that when it explodes, the world ends. They never explain what the bomb does, how the world will end. They just say, like, oh, it's like time. Everything will be, annihil- everything will be annihilated instantaneously. It's like, okay. Like, you have to. You know, let that rest, you know, let people know that there's, you know, high stakes. But no, we just continue on. And so basically the final battle of this movie in high quotations is just this team of like mercenaries, like going into some like weird mining facility 
and they're basically trying to find this bomb before he sets it off, I guess. And it's like, okay. And oh, by the way, I have no idea who they're fighting. Like they show up and they're shooting at, at stuff. They like never show the enemy. Like they show like a few guys like just walking around sometimes like doing certain things. But it like it makes no sense. And so – and also at the same – earlier in the movie, they set this thing up. I'm sorry I'm going on a tangent. Earlier in the movie, they set this thing up. It's like a room where at the end of it, there's like a rotating doorway. And if you go in, you will end up on the other side of the room. But like you'll be going – the world will be reversed and everything will be moving backwards while you're moving forwards. And so while that this entire like squadron of elite soldiers is going through – this compound there's also their own selves going backwards at the same time and it i it i don't understand why that's necessary i don't understand how that helps them or why they need to do it and it's just it it hurts my brain to even think about why the hell this movie exists like my brain just shit itself because it just doesn't know what to do. Like I can't explain how infuriating this movie is. It's so bad. It's actually dog shit. It actually sucks cold, hard ass. It's mm. – I give it a 1 out of 10, maybe 2 just for the just for the effort. But there was – you know what? Never, never mind. No, there was no effort. There was no effort to make this a good movie. Like so many – had to have sat down, watched this movie before they released, and they said, yeah, that's good. Are you kidding me? Like, Christopher Nolan, like, did you not realize that this is, like, actually a terrible movie? And I don't care if it was like, well, you have to rewatch it and uh, do your own research. It's like, okay, listen, I'm all about a movie not telling you everything. One of my favorite movies tells you almost nothing. And you have to guess for yourself. And I love doing research and analysis on movies. But you know what they do? Those other movies? They make me want to research it. They make me they, – they intrigue me. They make me want to know what's happening. And they make me feel like when I know what's happening, I'm rewarded. This movie does not do that. I couldn't give two shits whether I knew what was happening because I know that if I did know – it wouldn't change the fact that this is a terrible movie. And that first watch was so bad. <sighs> so it's a it's a one it's a one out of ten. Maybe a one point five out of ten because the idea of objects moving backward in time is not that bad of a idea. It was just executed like dog shit. So I don't know what to say. It's don't don't watch the movie unless you want to see what you shouldn't do for an action spy time movie, which by the way, why would you even make that? Why would you make that? Like you expect that to be like a good movie? Like, yeah, it sounds awesome, but do you know how insanely hard it is to one, make a good time-based movie, two, to make a spy movie on top of that, and then also have to have good action? Like, it's not, it's almost not possible. Like, props for trying. 
like all the process trying. I know it's not hard. I know it's not easy to make a movie. I'm sure that a lot of effort and willpower went into the making of this movie. And by all, by all means, all respect to the crew of this movie, to the actors. But my God, it was a terrible product. And I, I feel bad. I honestly do feel bad. I feel bad for the movie because Christopher Nolan, he can do better. He can do so much better. Like the, the Batman series, wonderful. Such a good series. Inception, great movie. Considered a classic. This is nothing. There's no substance. There's nothing to grasp onto. And therefore, this is the worst movie we've, reserved, we've reviewed so far. It's going at the bottom of the totem. It's, it's terrible. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Don't watch this movie. It's not worth your time or your money. If you're, and even if you're extremely curious, watch it when it comes out online with subs because you wouldn't be able to understand it anyways. Shout out to the Ireland boys. And yeah, see you guys later. Also, just a quick update for those of you who are listening weekly to the podcast that we release on Sunday. Uh, We did add a poll. Um, It's a link in our bio description if you go to the Anchor website, or I believe it'll show up on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use. We set up a poll there where you can submit a response, and we're also um, in the future accepting guests on the podcast. Um, So if you want to uh, express, you know, a film that you want us to go over, essentially anything media related um we will get to it in the future um we'll add it to our list if we think it's um if we deem it worthy to talk about um so look forward to that and um we will shout you out on the episode and um acknowledge your response so um check that out uh it's in the bio of our podcast all right i'll be briefly talking about tenet as well um you already heard how tragic of a film it is from Sam. Um, I will try to neutrally discuss it a little bit. Just going into what I disliked about it and things I might have changed. I will admit it was nice to finally get back in the theaters. Um, Unfortunately, this isn't... Tenet didn't exactly welcome me back to the theaters. Um, I think I'm a little more hesitant to go to the theaters to really see something that I'm that's worth seeing and that I guess I need to do some more research before I kind of just jump on the bandwagon and go see a blockbuster. <laughs> uh, but yeah, these are my thoughts. And <laughs> wow. Um, I can't say this is objectively a good film whatsoever. Um, I was a little disappointed, well, a lot disappointed, just to see um, him wait and have to delay his release and keep, uh, you know, putting all his effort into, like, really promoting the film. 
Um, I haven't looked at the box office numbers yet, but I, I mean, I if think if you want to go to the theaters and you're like risking your health just to see like this blockbuster, you're not really missing anything. Um, ultimately, this is really like a step backward for Chris Nolan and just the visuals and what's going on. It, it serves itself as, you know, it, it almost downplays his abilities to tell melodrama um i know even with you know a film like an interstellar or inception you have more connection to the protagonist you have um i think i believe his name was Cobbs in inception his that's really a character that you feel for you grieve for his loss as well in the film and with Tenet, there's not a lot of substance to get around. I Even though I knew going in it wasn't going to be completely, uh, feasibly, you know, a good story, I thought it would at least be on the border of entertaining, just as it was, you know, marketed as a spy thriller and an action movie. But, you know, altogether it wasn't, it didn't, um, it didn't entertain me at all. I felt really, um, everything moves really fast. I know Sam mentioned, you know, from the get-go, like, you're flying through all these action sequences with little to no explanation of what's going on, and you, it's more as if Nolan was attempting to make the film more of a spectacle of, um, what he could do with his, you know, the skills and the camera movements. Um, there's even a scene where they have to crash a plane, an empty plane, into a building. And I was... Initially, I was already confused as to why they were doing that. I guess it was to create a distraction. But in the back of my mind, I just knew Nolan wanted to crash a plane because he could. <laughs> you know, he had the he had the millions of dollars and the budget that he was able to do that. But, um... Just the sheer amount of work and the money put into this film to see it be received so um, drastically different from his previous outings and some of his masterpieces of cinema. You know, this man hones the creative skills and is able to, um, he has such a following, you know, and to see this come out so late and um, it's a real disappointment just to experience what I experienced with the film at least um I know it's not I'm not gonna completely downside the film in general but I mean everyone's subjective to their own opinion I think if you appreciate Nolan I guess you could try this one out um it's not it's not Nolan tier or it almost feels like a parody of his other previous works to me I didn't think it um it told much of a... I think it, he was trying to <clears throat> be more impressive with his visual... The visual scale of all of it. And, you know, he wanted it to be seen on a big screen in IMAX with its overbearing score. Which actually wasn't done by Hans Zimmer this time. He wasn't able to pair up with his um, usual composer. Um, but, you know, the soundtrack, even that, was a little overwhelming and... I didn't care for much of it. Um, I didn't think the dialogue was completely incomprehensible. I thought some some of it was, you know, I was able to listen to it. 
enough that even the dialogue that was going on, it was just um, characters in separate locations talking and walking and um, basically spewing exposition. Um, it had little interest. I was I wasn't able to. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel silly, but I wasn't able to comprehend most of what was what they were saying or what what was the goal, what these protagonists wanted. I think this film really throws out the idea of basic story elements. You don't have characters that you care about initially at all. Um, John David Washington wasn't even too interested in the performance he gave. Um, you know, he was great in Black Klansman as a, you know, powerful black man and part of the protesting in that film I thought was, you know, great, was genius. But in this he felt really flat. I mean I mean, like among that all the characters were extremely one dimensional. And uh Robert Pattinson was he kinda just felt like he was there. I mean, I know he's had his spin around too from his career is really skyrocketing. He's actually um, going to be playing Bruce Wayne in the new Batman film. So that's, you know, that's a big step for him. And just to see him kind of thrown aside in this was disheartening already. <laughs> um, and you have like Kenneth Branagh as uh, the Russian antagonist, I guess. He was kind of like the guy that you're like, oh yeah, he's the bad guy. <laughs> And I don't. I saw someone else pointed this out on Letterbox, but um, there's like several scenes where he he's like noticeable different hair length and like his beard's a little bit longer in some scenes. I wasn't sure if that was supposed to represent time, or if it was supposed to uh, kind of like show the change of days. And I mean, the timeline itself was all over the place. So I wasn't sure. And then, you know, Robert Pattinson's character, he's like, oh, that was 14 days ago. And you're like, okay, well, I already feel like I want this movie to end. So there's not like a trajectory of time or awareness of um, atmosphere whatsoever. It's more of just people driving and fast in cars and, ooh, I have to get back to this part so I can tell my previous self that we have to get the plutonium and there's an algorithm and you have to save the world and it's like oh no this all depends on one single character <laughs> it, just the plot itself is very um downgraded by the total composition of this film if there is a composition just the visuals itself are you know really glorified and i th i mean it, the the way it was marketed, the trailer showed them going backwards and the car flipping, and that was all cool. And But, you know, the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, I've seen it. And then they had to show that scene in the same similar structure several times over, which was, it just lost its effect and its special specialness, I guess. But another character, um, Elizabeth Debicki's character, the she's kind of the trophy wife for... Kenneth Branagh and she's um she had a more linear storyline I thought she was a little bit more um you're able to connect to her and more care about her more and I know that was mostly the only goal for John David Washington's character you know the protagonist as he's called he's never actually named which I, I get that's not a that's not a huge uh block for me but um yeah, her she's great. I'm. I thought you know her other 
performances and films are pretty great. She's up and coming, but, um, yeah, she, she didn't, she didn't have a lot to do. I thought she was more sidelined as well, but she is, I think she is the main focus of the film, and even based on the last, uh, ending scene, I won't give it away, but she's the character that's highlighted of her choices and what happens to her character is ultimately what the protagonist cares about the most. They, like, kind of had a thing going on, but it was never, like, explored or anything. I think she was just so distant from everything after being abused by her husband. The whole, all the characters felt so distant from anyone, any one thing you could really wrap around and care about based on their characters. But, um, yeah, visual elements, they were, they were impressive, um, I'll give it that. But there's a lot of close-cornered shots. There's some uh, locations that we go back to several times over. And it feels as if we're almost in this time loop that never really ends. It's like a a two-and-a-half-hour movie. (laughs) And just the editing, oh my god. (laughs) I don't know who edited the film, but that was a big mistake. And that was, you know, whoever in the editing room thought it was okay to cut away from a conversation completely. Um, no visual element or no structure to that I didn't see whatsoever. I felt like we were, um, trying to finally understand something in a scene, and then we'd be ripped out of it quickly by a, a jump edit, just a jump cut. It didn't, didn't, it wasn't coherent, it didn't, um, heighten or add to the story, and it threw me off a lot. You know, trying to understand the film and what was going on. And, you know, if you understand the plot, you think it's straightforward, you know, good for you. But as a general audience and someone who watches, you know, hundreds of movies a year, it wasn't, you know, something I could grasp or even want to entertain the idea of liking just because it was so wrapped up in its own visuals that it, it uh, lacked the ability to tell a story and it was lacked the ability to really um, draw us in as an audience and care about what was happening and you know even the intensity of you know having to save the world or else you know it'll blow up or whatever Nolan was trying to imply what happened with the algorithm or what went wrong which 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 I understood visually that if you got in one of those spinny things and went backwards you were back in time like okay I don't I don't physically the it's impossible and it didn't it wasn't expressed plausibly um or coherently um you know it's it's fiction so you're allowed to stretch that imagination but not being shown visually or explained is it's not, it feels like a cheat to your audience. It feels like you are just bringing things up and not going through with them. It's disappointing. It's not, it just didn't, it didn't fulfill, you know, my experience or anything like that. So, you know, it went places. It was so ambiguous. It was comedic at times. It wasn't able to clearly develop itself and it really came down to me not feeling connected to any of it or um, 
wanting to care about the, you know, the threat of the world possibly ending, even though you never, I personally never felt like there was an antagonistic force, except for maybe Kenneth Branagh's character. Um, yeah, there's, I don't know, there's something about Kenneth Branagh that I don't like as an actor, as a person, he doesn't, I don't know, he just rubs me the wrong way, but that's a personal, uh, bias, I guess, and, I don't know, um, Nolan was trying to say something with this one, I think he could have just wrote a book and said, you know, look at me, philosophical ideas, I'm trying to say that shit will happen if you, it gets in the wrong hands, and Kenneth Branagh just as a character, his motivations weren't um, fully realized, I thought, and they weren't fully developed enough to feel like there was any real threat. And, um, even as an action film, I just didn't think anything worked here too much. Um, even some of the cinematography was dull, a lot of blues, and a lot of, um, it seemed like they used a lot of wide locations, but you could never really see them except for maybe when they go out on the boats. But um, this doesn't even feel like a Nolan film to me. Um, it feels like an over-glorified garbage ride. Um, it's it's very um, it's not even self-aware. It's uh, it's maybe over-glorified is the word. Um, it was almost like he f- wanted to focus purely on the visuals and not focus on what were the characters or what the plot was even trying to say and I know that's not like his usual melodrama that he used in his other films I don't know if he's venturing out and trying something different here um I I know I heard some people say that no one doesn't always care about his characters and dialogue especially um it became a little annoying you could tell in like interstellar some of his earlier films maybe like you know uh memento but there's just there was something missing here and um I don't know what happened with production or if it was you know what was something that was changed but it's it was just more concentrated with or concerned with looking good rather than telling a story and I don't I just don't think that's, in the end, that that's very redeeming as a film. And even as someone is famous and able to creatively do what he wants, like Christopher Nolan. Cause he has, I mean, he's he must be worth so much money. He has the ability to make good films. And he has the resources. He knows how to create a story. Like, Inception, I think, is it uses time coherently and you understand what's going on. The first time... Even though I was confused watching it, I knew it was a masterpiece because everything worked and every you understood the visuals and you understood the drive behind the film. Whereas Tenet seems to discredit all of that and kind of throw it out the window. <laughs> so I don't. I, I don't know if I w- will rewatch the film in the future. I'd like to, just to see 
what my opinion if it changes i know several people have said that the second time around you catch more things and that's true with every film or any spy thriller whatever this is whatever <laughs> this movie's trying to say <laughs> but i guess it would be it feels like this was a cash grab but i don't want to completely discredit the creativity behind it and what it was trying to go for you know I respect Nolan as a director I think he makes great films um but even I was suspicious with Dunkirk on one of his previous films I actually walked out of the theater on that one which rarely happens but that was also I think attributed to an anxiety attack or something (laughs) but even that one, the dialogue was so, or not the dialogue, the effects and the uh, sound was so loud and so overwhelming that I couldn't um, get into the dialogue. And even Dunkirk, it had little to no characters. Um, that was another film that I was a little suspicious of going, you know, see, finally watching, because um, I didn't finish it in theaters. But even that one, I was disappointed with just because of I know it was his choice to focus on the what was happening in the plot rather than the characters but I hope that's not a trend and I hope you know Dunkirk and Tenet don't um his film his you know his future films after that don't follow the same trend because you know we saw so much success and so much uh critical acclaim for his previous films that had those characters and had that essential uh, Nolan touch and that you know his his ability to use melodrama and science fiction and all of his interesting ideas about space and time continuum and his theories about all of that to blend together to make a you know an amazing film but yeah um going forward um this was a real disappointment. Um, yeah, I think me and Zane were both shocked when we finished it, and we were, you know, asking questions the entire time. So, I think films, it's good that films raise those questions, but when you have an audience that's lost completely, and I know I'm not the only one, um, that's a real that's a real disappointment as an audience and it's not even a personal flaw it's more of just a um a lack of proper development i guess so that's been tenant um <laughs> that's yeah uh next week we will most likely talk about um something we enjoyed <laughs> but we will be um occasionally talk be talking about uh bad movies or objectively bad movies on this podcast just to express our ideas of what we think we needed more to see in the film as a whole and um in the meantime if you guys have a netflix account i highly recommend um watching i'm thinking of ending things by the great acclaimed charlie kaufman uh writer and director He made something really special with that film, and I might be doing a solo episode in the future talking about that, uh, possibly next Sunday. 
So, um, thank you again for listening. Uh, this has been Aspect Radio Podcast.